What's up, everybody? My name is Lee. Some of you guys might know me as Intuition, and you're tuned in to Kinda Neat. And it is a very momentous occasion today because Mark and I's album is out. Our album is out on iTunes. You can go buy it, and if you bought a deluxe prepackage or a physical CD, it should already be in your hands. We had a release party. I'm speaking in the future right now. I'm speaking in the past about the future. So we had a release party and I'm going to say like, damn, the shit, the release party was crazy. Like the cops came and people were naked and shit. But first and foremost, uh, intuition, like I said, follow me on Twitter at its intuition. Follow my man behind the boards, Ben Shin, making the shit sound buttery at I am database base with two S's. Follow us as a unit at that's kind of neat youtube.com slash that's kind of neat where you're going to see mark and i perform the opening song of our album called the weight is gone there's no the i always say the i don't know my own song titles i never do but i guess this one is called weight is gone but weight is spelled like if you were lifting weights w-e-i-g-h-t so go there subscribe comment share the video please share the video help us promote this record it's been so long coming and you guys have been so fucking supportive that it's like insane i can't believe uh how great you guys have been thank you so much and uh download that podcast app onto your iphone ipad or whatever subscribe on itunes search for kind of neat leave a comment leave a review tell database how buttery makes the shit sound tell me how annoying i am or what a douche i am i'm down with that but just make sure it's five stars the more of those that we get the closer we are to getting the front page of itunes and then the closer we are to becoming gazillionaires because that's what happens right after that of course yeah man the record's out and uh it's weird it's strange to think that this thing that we've been working on for like about three years is finally out you know i know the first video that we put out for it was in november of 2011 and that was a video for like pretty much the only song uh or well no i wrote two songs for it that year in 2011 i wrote the bulk of it in 2012 and we finished it up with some final touches in 2013 and here it is in 14 done and there's one song on there that was a straggler from 2010 that we ended up putting on there, Dear John. But um, yeah, we've been working on it for so long. And, you know, Mark and I, we love working together, but we live far away. And, and we tried to always be in the same room when we were recording this album, which is different from Girls Like Me. Because Girls Like Me, I was living in L.A. and he was living in Santa Barbara, but I was recording it in my closet all the time by myself. And this record, I was living in a new apartment and, uh, well, new at the time that I moved in. Now it's a fucking old apartment that I hate, but I don't, I can't really record in my apartment anymore. So I was driving up to him all the time and, um, you know, that shit, it's, it takes a toll on you. Like, and it takes a while and things take longer that way, but it felt good to be in the same room and a lot of magic happened. No homo. Uh, while we were in the same room together, like a lot of songs got changed. Uh, you know, I have this very clear idea of how I want things to be in my head when I'm writing them and, and, you know, being in the same room with a producer who knows what he's doing, it's good because sometimes he can tell you like, Hey, sorry, dude, but that picture you have in your head kind of sucks and you need to change it. And so, you know, some good changes got made on the fly. And, uh, yeah, it's crazy. It's scary to have it out in the world. You know, releasing a record always feels kind of anticlimactic because you always feel like something great's going to happen and, and it never really feels like it does, but who knows, maybe this will be the time that it does, you know, keeping that hope, I guess, is what keeps us doing it other than just like loving, I don't know, the process of it, I guess. Like it's cathartic for both of us, maybe. Uh, anyway, blah, blah. I'm getting all deep. So yeah, this is like one of Mark's first long, uh, long form interviews ever. And, um, he's very nervous, even though he's known me for so long, he was like, wait, I don't know. What are we going to talk about? What are we going to do? I don't get it. Like what? And I'm like, you never listened to my fucking podcast, man. 
what the fuck, Mark? You're not very supportive of my endeavors. I feel like you should listen to more of my podcasts and be aware of what's going on in my life as I am of yours. But that's okay. You know, uh, he sat down, we got comfortable, we talked about his life. And then in the second half, like once we got to the part where we met, I like started telling my own version of the rom-com. So uh, I talk a lot in this one. And um, but it was fun. It was good to sit down with him. And, um, you know, he aced the performance, which was nice. I think, you know, I, I... We've been working together for so long and Mark's never been my show DJ, but I'm, you know, I'm trying to get him involved with that. And I think that for this run, like we're going to, we're going to have him on stage with me, which he hasn't done before, which is, it's, um, I'm sure that it's going to be scary for him at first because you got to fucking, there's a lot of stage fright to get over, but I think he's going to prosper at it and do good. And I'm excited about that. And it's going to be cool. So now you guys will see the guy who makes the beats behind me on stage. (sighs) Yeah. The record it's out. Go buy it on iTunes. Ugh. Without further ado, I'm just rambling at this point. Here is a guy that I met in 2003 who sent me an email on January 31st of 2003. And um, we've been hanging out and making music together ever since. And we have a new album out that is self-titled, named after us, Intuition and Equilibrium. And so here is my conversation with my friend and confidant and coworker and co-artist and author and producer mark pollock equilibrium enjoy when you smile while you're rapping it makes you sound more confident so you should smile while we're doing this interview all right i'll I'll just is it gonna weird you out (laughs) it's already weirding me out don't be weird yeah, how was your drive here from Santa Barbara? That uh, was pretty chill. How chill? Until we hit the one, 134. How did you end up in Santa Barbara? Where are you from? I'm from Connecticut. Uh, Milford, Connecticut. Milford, Connecticut. How close is that to New Haven? New Haven is about 20 minutes away. I think we had another Connecticut dude in here. Oh, uh, yeah. Fantano. Anthony Fantano is from Connecticut, and I think he was from right by Milford. Yeah, yeah. Isn't there like Milford and New Milford and Yeah, New New Milford's more in like the countryside though. That's like I'm like right between Bridgeport and New Haven. So like yeah, Bridgeport and then it's like a bunch of small little suburbs and then there's uh So you were born in the burbs or the country? Well or it's the, the burbs, but I mean it's like a ten minute drive to like a shitty neighborhood, so it's like yeah. So like it's right near the 95 and the 95 goes into New York City. So like between Connecticut and New York, it's like suburb city, suburb city, suburb city. So it's like Yeah. So you grew up in the burbs kind of. Yeah. Yeah, yeah but but near a city, yeah, near yeah. a shitty part. Yeah. So yeah. you're around shitty people sometimes <laughs> all the time. Yeah. Yeah. yeah Cuz there's always these like basically that you have a suburb but the city keeps growing and growing and mm-hmm. growing and then those, you know, it just kind of mesh like the you know all the kids hang out with each other you're talking with your hands you can tell you're italian <laughs> yeah definitely you're talking with the hands uh so yeah what did your folks do uh my mom was like um shoot what's it called data entry yeah she had her own data entry business how did they end up in connecticut was that just you just uh, got generations there no well my grandfather was born in italy okay and, and uh he moved out here and then uh I don't know. Had my mom, and then my yeah. mom met my dad. Big, big. Did your mom have a lot of sisters and shit? Or a lot, a lot no, of she was actually an only child. Only child. No shit. Yeah. And then what did your dad do when you were born? Uh, my dad, he did like computer programming, but yeah. then he eventually ended up starting his own video store. So. But uh, last name Pollock. What is is that Polish? 
I think it's Slovak. Slovak. Yeah. So you're half Italian, half Slovakian? Not half. Because like, oh. he's like half Italian. Oh, so you're like 75% Italian. Yeah. Oh, that's, yeah. That must be why I find you so sexy. Yeah. No, I get kidding. that a lot. <laughs> <laughs> um, so and he, Harry. So he was, he was doing what before he started a video star? Uh, he was doing like computer programming. Like that must have been pretty early on in like the computer yeah, programming it was like, world. Yeah, it was like look like Star Trek. He was like, like, really <laughs> shitty fucking computers with big tape reels. Yeah, like on ColecoVisions and yeah, shit. Yeah, like this whole room had like it was like all tape. I just remember as a kid seeing like like tape going from one side of the room to the other side of the room. Yeah, a lot of flashing lights. And you were like. Oh, computers. This is yeah. my future. Yeah, totally. I can't wait to make music on these. <laughs> is that what you were thinking? <laughs> Not at all. So we started a video store. That was, was that like pretty early adopter too? This is what, back in like the early 80s? <sighs> Let me see, late 80s. Late 80s? Yeah. How's that with your dad having a video store? Oh, it was pretty cool. Yeah? Yeah. A lot of, I watched a lot of kung fu movies. What, a lot what, of action movies. A lot of, what were your action movies that you were into? Oh, like, I don't know. I mean, all all the classics, like Rambo. All, I've seen, like, every Rambo, you know. Yeah. Just name an 80s movie, I've seen it because, like, he would just bring them home. Like, you know? Did you have to work there during the summers? Yeah, I would help out once in a while. Yeah. Yeah, it was pretty cool. What were you into as a kid? Were you into sports? Were you into... What Ninja you into? Turtles. You were... <laughs> Transformers. <laughs> you, just pulled, you just pulled the fucking, I like turtles. <laughs> I'm not hyped about the new Ninja Turtles at all. The new Ninja Turtles looks pretty shitty. They got noses. I'm not really down yeah. with that. Like, I think Michael Bay should be shot for like killing all my dreams. I don't know all if my childhood should go that are... far, but no, but he should. Be. He's ruined a few movies. Yeah, totally. Yeah, I kind of wish like that last Michael Bay movie that he made uh, with the Rock in it and Mark Wahlberg uh, about the Florida like crazy workout dudes. You know what I'm talking about? No, I never saw that. It was pretty good. Oh, uh, Pain and Gain. I read the like story that it was based on that the movie was based on and it's very dark and it seemed like maybe the uh maybe the dude that did fargo like the coen brothers should have yeah, been yeah, or something yeah. and it would have been a darker doper movie but anyways no i didn't see it what's it called pain and gain pain and gain yeah the actual story the source material is fucking amazing it's really dark um but anyways but michael bay did it but michael bay made it into a movie and so it became like this big action movie instead of this like subtle dark fucking crazy bay. thing I hate that guy yeah <laughs> You heard it here first. Fuck you, Michael Bay. We coming for you. So anyways, yeah. Um, yeah. So you're living in Connecticut and how, like, how were you as a kid? Where are you? Like, you're kind of quiet. You don't talk I've that much. I've always been like that. Yeah. Yeah. I've just, I mean, even in school, I was always quiet, like the quiet, weird kid. Yeah. But I was like really good at drawing and what art. Ki- and what shit. kind of weird? Why were you weird? I wasn't weird. I was just. I just, I'm not very social. <laughs> you, yeah. Ever since I've known you, you're kind of socially awkward. I've always kind of had to be the talking point, the talky guy. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know why I'm like that. I just always been that way. Yeah. I just think a lot, I guess. Yeah. Uh, did, just in my head a lot. Yeah. Know? Did you excel in school? Were you good? Yeah. At when it? I took Ritalin. Oh, you're, you're, you're ADD. <laughs> yeah. 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 When I, did you I guys was... find that out? Well, like when I was in third grade, my parents thought I was like retarded or something. They thought really? I was like autistic or something because I was doing so bad in school. Really? Yeah. So they had but me you take were verbal, like you could talk yeah, and shit. And then they had me take all these tests and I, my IQ level was like way higher than everybody else yeah. at that time. So yeah. they like put me on Ritalin and then I did really good in school. Oh, nice. But it, then I did um, 
it was just messing with my personality too much and my mom could see it so she took me off it like i think i was like in seventh grade why you were just like zoned out or what yeah i was just like like just weird You're like <laughs> fuck these ninja turtles i'm gonna go study <laughs> no i had like aggression issues like i oh, was just really? like fuck people up for no reason yeah yeah i don't know like i would snap on people and yeah she thought it was i don't know like some kid called i don't even call me something in school and i smashed him in the face of the broom with a broom yeah <laughs> that's, that's mean yeah <laughs> i don't know so after that like i was having all kinds of issues with that so they took me off that and then uh i got into skateboarding and that kind of yeah well that kind of kept me busy so here's yeah. the thing i'm trying to pretend like i don't know a lot about your life yeah this is weird i do know a lot about yeah. your life and so like i, I just want to ask like questions that i think people will find this shit interesting and if you don't want to talk about it you don't have to but okay. like i know your parents split when you were young yeah, yeah. and i know that that's you, a crazy you were story. part of a kind of the catalyst of that like yeah yeah so i was like about 13 when that and what happened uh, it was really weird um my dad um Remember well, from the video store he hired some woman and it, it, there was this girl in my class that i had a crush on yeah and uh it turns out it was her mom he hires her to be to work at the video yeah store. At, the, at the video store yeah. and they kind of had a little affair yeah and like the whole everybody around me knew about it and i kind of did it everybody who like your friends like, her, like people in school and stuff Ooh. and i didn't even know about it and yeah. then like it was just really dramatic like you know my parents broke up because of it did your mom know about it yeah i mean she found out yeah Yeah. and then uh so it was just really fucked up because like in in eighth grade you have to stay in a class with all these people all day yeah and this girl's like two seats over from me and my dad's like sleeping at her house so it was (laughs) yeah but didn't you like follow him one day or something like that (laughs) yeah i mean I, i mean back in the day i used to like I don't know. I had a, I was I was pissed about it, you yeah. know. So I like go to her house and like spy and like yeah. throw shit at her windows and pop her tires and ooh, you popped her tires? Yeah, I did a bunch of bad shit. Yeah, I got in trouble. Man. Yeah, I was I just got in a lot of trouble when I was young. So how how long was it until like when everyone finds out and your mom finds out? How long is it until they split? Uh, it probably the whole breakup probably lasted about a year or two. Was it ugly? Yeah, it was pretty bad. Yeah, and not like. The whole business crashed, and I ended up living in an apartment with my brother. Like, So we went from like having a nice house to like rags to riches kind of thing. We're like, riches to rags? Yeah, riches to rags. Really? Yeah, yes. Yeah, yeah, so you guys were doing well, and then... Yeah, really well. And, and then like, the, the breakup happens. Yeah. And you had to move into an apartment with your mom? Is that what it yeah, was? Yeah, with my mom, and me and my brother shared a room, and my mom and my little sister shared a room. Yeah, and yeah. I got really close with my brother during that time because we spent a lot of time together. Yeah, you and your brother are very similar, and you guys have a lot of the same interests. Yeah. How, what's you guys' age difference? Seven years. Seven years. Yeah. But So you were 13 at the time, and he was, what, four, five? Yeah, around there. Yeah. Yeah. Well, around that time, well, when that all happened, I was about 15. So. Yeah. So he was like probably eight or nine. And so you maybe had to become like a bit of an interim father figure or yeah, something? Yeah, totally. Like, yeah, I watched my brother and sister all the time, kind of. I, I think I kept my brother out of a lot of trouble, like because yeah. I I was getting into all kinds of fucked up shit. And, like why? What were you doing? Well, I had I had friends. I I guess because my family was like kind of fell apart, so yeah. I kind of connected with other people that were like f- having issues like that. Right. But I was really intelligent, so I had like two groups of friends. I had yeah. like groups of friends that were all going to college, and you know they were doing good in school, and then I had friends that were kind of like. Just really fucking burnouts. Yeah, yeah, burnouts yeah. all fucked up. So I was always torn between two groups of people. Yeah, you know. Then I had my like more intelligent friends tell me, "Oh, you shouldn't hang out with those guys." And yeah, 
the other people telling me like, no, man, like, you know, I felt comfortable around people that had more fucked up lives. You yeah. Know? So like the people with the fucked up lives are those like the skater homies and shit. No, they were all skaters. Yeah. It's just there's oh the smart two... the smart kids and the bad kids were all yeah skaters. like they didn't really hang out all yeah. that much like yeah. outside of skateboarding, but like you know like. I just got into drugs like that. I started hanging out with a bad group of people. Yeah. Did a bunch of fucked up shit. What age? Seen a bunch of fucked up shit. What age did you... You're still a cigarette that's, smoker. Yeah, like probably me. about 16. That's when I started getting into like, you know, I mean, that's like smoking pot and yeah. doing acid and mushrooms and I mean, name it. I've done it. Yeah, <laughs> like yeah. Anything besides anything that involves a needle. Yeah. So... Yeah, I don't fuck with needles either. Um <laughs> So like you're 16 and you start doing drugs and stuff and you're already skating. What? You, what actually, I want to delve into the skateboard shit because you're one of the people that I kind of learned that like there's a trend or a theme throughout the podcast that whenever I have people on the skateboard, they all say that like they kind of found out about a lot of music through skateboarding. Yeah, yeah that's same with me. Yeah. Well, you're the one that I learned that from when we yeah. were, when we were like when I met you, I was like 20. Yeah. And uh, you know. You were like, yeah, I skate, and, and then your whole story was like, yeah, I skate, and I fucking found out through, about all my favorite music through skate videos and shit. So, what age did you pick up a skateboard? Uh, probably age eleven. Yeah, and was it like an old eighties one? Like that was. Yeah, like- I had like a Nash, and I wrote. It was like this really crappy board. I mean, you could it only re- rolled like eight feet before yeah. you had to get off of it because right. it just it was a shitty board. Yeah, but I loved it. And then for Christmas, I got like a. Did you excel at it quickly? Did you get yeah. obsessed? Yeah, yeah, I was obsessive. Like I would just sit in my garage for hours by myself and listen yeah. to music. And what did you learn how to do on your first board? Uh, ollies and shovets. Yeah, <laughs> nice. And then you know I would skate around, and then I'd see other people, and then that's how I met all my friends. I was, anybody with a skateboard. I don't know. Skaters have like a weird thing. Like, oh my god, you skate too. Yeah, you know, especially when you're young. You know. Yeah. So like a lot of my friends were like that, but with skateboarding, is there's no like certain type of person. You know what I mean? It's like, you know, all races and all different. You know, social creeds, colors, yeah, yeah, yeah. So, like, all my friends are all over the place. So, like, with their stories, you know, so and there's always that bond. So, yeah. So, did you start like hanging out at skate shops and shit, or like, you know, this is probably pre-internet, I would imagine. Yeah, yeah. So it's like you're not like YouTubing skate tricks or shit like (laughs) that. Yeah, yeah. So it's like, yeah, we'd all just learn off each other. Yeah, we. I mean, there wasn't even in magazines like. And there, like at that time when I started, there wasn't even really skate videos that you could watch to learn tricks. Really? So it was like kind of like watching your friend and you know, experimenting, yeah, trying shit, and it's like, hey, check this out. And then yeah. you'd like read shit in a magazine, but it was all still, yeah, yeah, you know, like it was different then. You know, it wasn't like how it is now, like, right? You know, so then like, you know, that, that's how I, I guess. I don't know. That's where my my obsessiveness, I think, comes from. Yeah, you got from, some OCD shit or what? Yeah, like I'm totally OCD. Like, yeah, w- with cleaning my room and you know, my car. Well, you're definitely OCD with making beats. <laughs> you're, you're, you never think anything's finished, huh? No, no. And yeah. I, I I hate everything I make. Yeah, it's very funny. <laughs> like I always have to talk you into like. Nah, man, this is good. Yeah. Like you're like, no, I want to do like 18 more things to it. And I'm like, nah. It's fucking done. Yeah. Like that's Well, it's just like anything, like any artist, like you you have this vision in your head when you start something and you could see it going towards it, but you never actually get to that point yeah. where you like I always have to tell you, like I want to tattoo it on your forehead. I always have to tell you like a good poem is never finished, merely forgotten. Yeah. Like yeah. that's the whole that's thing. That's a good and, poem. You know or that's a good quote. Like <laughs> you know what I'm saying? It's just yeah, like yeah. sometimes you just gotta walk away from it and be like, nah, this is done. Yeah. You know? Sometimes that's what I do. I'll, I'll like walk away for it for a week and then I'll come back and be like, Oh, this is actually pretty 
good. Like yeah. I should just do one or two little things and I'll just call it done. Right, right. Yeah. So you're skating and then you get into drugs and then what kind of shit are you getting into? But just bad shit. Like um, my friend at that time, his house was all fucked up and he was – he had a really fucked up life. Like his mom would do acid with us and – Really? Yeah. Like his house was just fucked up. What I actually you, just started talking to him again. What um, age did you do acid at the first time? Uh, probably like 17, 18. Yeah. And how often were you doing it then? Like for a whole summer every weekend. So really? like I did it a lot. And, yeah. And it was all bad. <laughs> Why was it, it was all bad? terrible. Well, you never had a good trip? The first one was great but it's like, you know, you keep you trying – rest trying to get that one. Yeah, you keep yeah. having bad ones. yeah. Yeah, what happened at that rave? Oh, yeah, oh yeah, I told you about that. Mm. Yeah, my friend invited me to go to I I wasn't even really into electronic music, but yeah. somebody's like, "Oh yeah, we got to go to this rave." And I was like, "All right, yeah, fine." So we go there and uh he's like, "Yo, I got this friend. He's got like liquid LSD. It's like pure shit." And he's uh-huh. like, "He's going to hook us up." And I was like, "All right, cool." So he actually paid for it. Uh-huh. Cuz he I didn't want to do it, but he's like, "I'll pay for it. You don't have to worry about it." Yeah. So and the way you do it is you squirt like two drops on your on the top of your hand. Yeah, yeah. And I've never been to a rave before, so I'm like, I mean, it was like overload. You You're know? like way out of your element. yeah, and it was like packed and like it's a lock in where like you go in. It wasn't like a legal rave. Like mm-hmm. you go in and they they lock you in there and you can't leave until mm. the morning. Mm. And that's when the vampires come. <laughs> <laughs> I think that's, that might have happened. That sounds like fucking dust till dawn. I think that's probably what happened. Then yeah. I don't even remember much from that night. But what happened was. You know, he was supposed to give me two drops, and um, right when he was doing it, he he like it was packed, so somebody bumped him, and he ended up squirting like a whole puddle on top of my hand, and and he just looks at me, he's like, "Good luck, man." (laughs) I was like, "Fuck, are you serious?" He said, "Good luck." He said, "Good luck," and then he walked away, and I was like, and then my friend's like, "Well." You're fucked either way because once it touches your skin, like that's it. Yeah. So I just licked it up and. I don't know what the fuck happened. I remember I don't think I had pants on at one point. <laughs> it's like I remember people holding me down on the ground. I I don't know what happened. I, when I was leaving, you down? I was getting into a stranger's car and I thought we were in Florida. Like <laughs> I remember I was like no, no, I'm going to go back. I'm going to go live with these people and like and my friends were like trying to pull me out of the car. <laughs> I'm gonna go live with these people. <laughs> yeah, they were. They, I thought we were in Florida for some reason, and they were going to the beach. And and I, the whole way home, I was so confused, and I was like, "Who's car did that?" You? Was the so night? It was weird though, because that friend? whole night, like yeah. in my head, I had seen my entire life, mm-hmm. like literally from the moment I was born till the day that I die. And I knew how I died that night. It was really fucked up, and I'm not gonna say it because I don't want to manifest destiny shit. Whoa, but, yeah, and like. It was fucked up, man. But that night, I I wasn't into making music then. But that night, I knew I had to do that. Really? Yeah. And, and then I, um, I like I sat in my room for a month. I completely quit all drugs, and then I was that I obsessed over this idea of just getting into making beats because I was like really into hip hop then. Yeah. And then you lo- like did you that lo- night like was like the night that made me like get into making music. Really? Yeah. I remember this story from like 10 years ago like I said, but that's like you lo- when you say you locked yourself in your room, you mean that quite literally like your mom would have to like leave food in front of your door or something like that? Yeah, but, well I was living with my dad then, or, so oh, my yeah. mom kicked me out. Oh. I was living with my dad. He was going through all kinds of shit cuz yeah. that lady that he messed around with yeah. burned him and uh, i don't know whatever but i was with my dad yeah and I, I would just come home from work and just just sit in my room and i remember like fuji's the score came out at that time yeah. and i was just listening to that album i think what else was I listening to this to? day Proz is still your favorite rapper 
Who? No, no I'm just kidding. <laughs> Fuck, bro. <laughs> I was just talking about Proz yesterday. That's so funny. No, uh, Proz is cool. He's a bad yeah, rapper, yeah. but Proz, Proz seems like a cool person. I heard him on his podcast. So not, not oh, so Proz, oh, he's, got a, he's got a podcast? No, 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 no. I heard him like get interviewed, and he's actually a very smart dude. He's oh, really? He's such a bad rapper. Yeah, yeah he's not good. Yeah. He was like, the, he, I feel bad for Proz. But... Hey, when you're standing next to two superstars like that, it's tough. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah it's yeah. tough. Um, why'd your mom kick you out? What happened? Uh, she just—I was always getting in trouble, and getting yeah. arrested. You, how many times did you get arrested? Probably like five. For what? Just skating? Just shit? skating, stupid shit, graffiti. Yeah. Uh, what did you use to tag? Uh, I don't even remember. Uh, uh, <laughs> yeah. I, I was—I always used to draw a lot of graffiti shit, but then when I actually went out yeah. and did it, I got caught like right away. <laughs> and my mom like turned me into the cops. Like, really? Yeah. Well, because I had like a black book, and I yeah. used to draw a lot in it, and yeah. she had seen it, and then um. One day she's like, "Hey, you want to go to the store with me?" And I was like, "Yeah, sure." So I get in her car, yeah. and uh, she pulls up in front of the police she station. Surprise, motherfucker! <laughs> yeah, <laughs> she pulls up in front of the police station, and I was like, "What are we doing?" And she's like, "You're gonna go in there and tell them what you did." I was like, "What did I do?" And she's like, "I saw it on the wall. Oh I saw it." God. I was like, "They're gonna arrest me! Like, what the <laughs> fuck?" You know, so she's like, no, you're going in there. I was like, they're going to arrest me. And she's like, they're not going to arrest you. You're going to go in there and tell them you're going to paint back over it. So I go in there and they arrest me. Oh, my God. How <laughs> and old then, are and you? Then I went to, what? How old are you? Like, uh, well, I was old enough to get arrested. So Damn. 16. Yeah. What the fuck? Yeah. So they like threw me in a cell and everything. And then she like immediately regretted that because then we had to go to court for like, two years. Oh, my God. Yeah, for two like, years? For two years, we were in and out you of court. You have to pay a lot of money and shit? Yeah, it was so did uh, she have to bail you out? Yeah, she's bailed me out a few times. Yeah, man, <laughs> that's a bummer. Yeah, yeah, that's one of those things where it's like when proving a point goes wrong. Yeah, <laughs> it was. Yeah, it was. It's it's a funny story though. Yeah, I was kind of pissed off at the time. I was pissed, but at the same time, I felt bad for her. You know, because I was like, uh, you know, I mean, I didn't want to cause all that shit. You yeah, know? I was just being stupid nah for sure so you go yeah. to move with your dad is it kind of a somber scene at that time yeah at that time he was like going you know he had been alone for a while and he was drinking and mm. my dad's awesome like me and my dad get along really good yeah know? yeah i mean he's like really into making music and yeah. stuff too so, and he's always really supportive my mom's supportive too but she just doesn't understand it she's not a creative person yeah and she hates the fact that i cuss so much <laughs> probably yeah, she, i remember <laughs> Did you, you say that i think you told me like my you know my mom said that you cuss a lot more on this <laughs> uh, Did I, 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 know, I don't think my mom's really heard much of this record well i, mean, I think it was the last one maybe oh yeah, yeah maybe it was the last one. but yeah shout out to your mom she's a very nice lady yeah um she's got italian love yeah for sure manja manja <laughs> um yeah you're at your dad's house and uh he's going through it and you're going through it because yeah. you just had your epic acid trip that made you never the same yeah and you were into rap at the time because of skateboarding and you decide you're gonna make beats so what did what do you do uh, I just started, um, I think I was working like somewhere shitty at the time, like seven eleven. You're already like, out of high school at this point. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So I was already out. So what would you, what you, this was probably 18. Well, I dropped out of school. Oh, you dropped out. Yeah. I didn't know that. I thought you got a, I thought you got a high school diploma. No, I was getting such, this was before I actually got kicked out of my mom's house. Yeah. So th I must've been 18 when I lived with my dad yeah. around there, but, uh, I was getting such bad grades and my mom was kind of having like struggling to make ends meet yeah and she's like look yeah school is obviously not the thing for you so like if you want to drop out you can drop out and just get a full-time job and help me with bills and stuff no shit did you yeah. ever go get a ged yeah i did oh nice 
Yeah, surprisingly, I passed. Like, yeah. <laughs> I didn't know that. I thought you graduated high school a little no, too late. No, no, I, I dropped out and I got a full-time job in Stanford, Connecticut uh-huh. at a record. It was a warehouse for HMV Records. They, uh-huh. they own Tower Records. Uh-huh. It's like kind of like the same company. You ever see the dog with the, the no. dog listening to the... What are those record player things? Oh, yeah, gramophone. You know, R- RCA. Yeah, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I know yeah, you're they're right. all like the same company. Yeah, so you were in their warehouse, like, what, d- distributing stuff? Yeah, I was doing, like, shipping and receiving, and I got a job there through my friend Brian. Yeah. And, and I was in Stanford. It was about an hour away. You so, know, every job has, like, its secret perks. What did that one have? Like, could you steal oh, bad yeah. records? Yeah, yeah, like, I got the ODB album, like, um, like two weeks before it came out. Oh, so I, I stole, like, eight of them, and nice. <laughs> I sold them to all my friends. Oh, yeah. Yeah, that's pretty tight. That's a yeah. Good, that's so a good I mean, part. it was cool because I would always see the new shit coming out before it came out. Yeah, you know, and I and we'd listen to it there. Like, yeah, you know. Yeah, it was a rad job. Like, um, like it was just a big warehouse, and we'd like p- play basketball or skate on, yeah. you know, on our lunch break, like right there in the warehouse, right, and just blast music all day. Yeah, it was like. For me, that was like a dream. I loved that job. It was great. And so it was that was like seventeen, eighteen. Yeah, I was around eighteen. Yeah, that was like my first kind of real job that wasn't like fast food you know yeah like i worked at mcdonald's before that in subway and i worked in an arcade so like six i I mean i've been working since i was like 16 so yeah what was the catalyst that mom was like nah you're done get out i don't remember it was something i came home yeah i think i came home stoned i don't know she kind of figured i was doing drugs at the time but didn't really know Uh i think it was one night i came home oh yeah this is what happened I can tell that something funny is going to happen. I like. went up to my room, right? And I'm eating. I like came in and I, I was like, all right, what would I do if I was normal? So I like came in and I like walked by her all weird and I like grabbed my food out of the microwave or no, something? No, out, oh. out of the fridge because yeah. she, she left it there for yeah. me to heat up. And I was just kind of standing there in the kitchen for like five minutes, just like staring into space. Mm-hmm. And she's like, what are you doing? It's like, oh, I'm heating up my food. So then I put my food in the microwave and yeah. then I'm like – like my mom thinks like marijuana was like crack at that time. Yeah, like yeah. she was not cool. It's not like out here where everybody like yeah, yeah. supports it. And that was a while ago. So like I heat up the food. I go up into my room and she asked for something like the scissors or something. I don't remember what it was. Uh-huh. She's like, do you have the scissors up there? I was like, yeah. So like I come down to the bottom of the stairs and I'm like, there's like – I can't. I, it's hard to yeah, describe yeah. it, yeah, but yeah. there's like a wall, and I'm like, reach my hand out, thinking like she's right there, and I'm holding it. Yeah, I'm holding it for her to grab the scissors. Right, and then she's like, "What are you doing?" And then I look, and she's like, way across the room. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> and she's like, "You're on something. What are you on? What are you on?" And she just started freaking out, and yeah. I think like I I got kicked out after that. Oh, jeez. Yeah, those fucking scissors, man. Yeah, I'll and then you. I lived with my dad for a year, and then he kicked me out, and then I moved in with my girlfriend. Did you still have the same job when you moved in with your dad at the warehouse? Yeah. yeah, yeah, I did for a while. Yeah, and so you're around a lot of music, and how does it dawn on you that like everything that you're listening to is samples and stuff, and that you want to start? Well, I didn't know that, that at first. Well, well, no, I knew I knew a lot of it was samples at that time. You know, when you're first getting into it, I didn't know what I knew that they used samples, but I didn't know what was samples and what wasn't. Right? right. Yeah, unless it was. Was like like completely obvious like loonies i got five on it yeah. like you ever hear that song it's yeah, like, yeah. I got five. like that that's like one of the dopest i mean classic hip-hop beats to me yeah. that's not sample based right you know but like um i think it is a sample i loved i mean i loved samples at the time like you know but, yeah but this was like before i really knew how it was made uh-huh. so i mean that was all trial and error and experimentation with but, what 
I don't know. I would just buy it. Like when I got paid, I would go to like uh, guitar. Well, it wasn't. It was Sam Ash at, in my town, uh-huh. and I would just go there and like go to the. I started asking the DJ how to do shit. Like they had the guy that ran the DJ department because I didn't know the difference then. What like what the difference was between a DJ or a producer, you know? Right. So like I'm asking him, and he's DJ like, DJ Premier had us all confused. Yeah. It's like, wait, are you a DJ or the <laughs> yeah, beat maker? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, exactly. So I, you know, I'm thinking like the DJ is the guy that makes the, all the music, right? And, and then there's the rappers. So I'm like trying to figure out how the, you know, none of my friends made beats. I didn't yeah. know any rappers or yeah. anybody like that. I just, I just knew I wanted to do it because I don't. Right, right. I just that was one of the things that always sucked me into hip hop music was uh-huh. the beats, and yeah. then, um. So I just started buying things like little two hundred dollars sampler things used. Like I think the first thing I got was like it was like a little Yamaha sampler, uh-huh. and I didn't. It didn't have like a sequencer in it, so it was just like you could trigger samples and that was it. But it had like MIDI cables on the back. So then I went back. And I was like, hey, like how do I actually make like I I, I know it's a sampler, but how do I actually like program shit? Uh-huh. The guy's like, oh, you need a sequencer. So then I've got this little Casio sequencer was like probably like the size of a like a psp uh-huh. it was just it looked like a calculator but you can like step program in like where you want songs to trigger like yeah. sounds to trigger right 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 and it was like a step sequencers and then so like i figured out just from experimenting that you know you can hook them up together through midi i didn't no idea what the hell midi was where right. i plugged the midi cable of the out of the sequencer into the input on the sampler uh-huh. And figured out that I could trigger the samples on the, you know. Yeah. And that's how I just started. And then I just started fucking with that all the time. And Did it have effects on it? Could you, like, no. put reverb and shit? No, it had, like, this little ribbon. And you could slide your finger on it and do, uh, like, weird fake yeah, effects. Yeah. That, it was terrible, terrible. But then uh, after screwing around with that, um, I actually got in a really bad car accident. And then... Uh, what happened with that? Um, I was getting on the 95... It was in Bridgeport, which is uh-huh. like a city, and I was driving up this entry ramp, and I was going like – I was speeding up to get on the highway, and this truck like that was in the fast lane ends up jackknifing. You know, like when the front – when the cab turns sideways yeah. and it makes like an L? Yeah, yeah. And it starts coming across the highway, and I'm, I was speeding to get up on. Yeah. And he basically pinned me between the barrier and – in, in the so highway. You, so you're driving. And we're like on like a hundred foot bridge. Whoa. Like, yeah. So Wait, so you're driving across the bridge and I'm driving, the, get up on a highway, but it's, uh, we're going, I'm going up on onto, the onto a, Yeah, it's like a, like the high, you know, yeah, like yeah. the freeway. And so the truck jackknifes and you're driving like under. Yeah, I got the cab on my, I got his, the back of the truck on my left yeah. and then his cab is like sideways in front of me. Yeah. So I had nowhere to go. So I just laid down. You just, <laughs> just like in the driver's seat. Yeah, I just like laid down, and then my car just squashed. Like so, but it, so he like was the, a com- ro- the roof like fucking collapsed on top of you, or what? I How hit him. It? I hit his wheel well, like because yeah. his thing turned, like yeah. his cab turned, uh-huh. and I, there was no time to brake or anything, and he had screeched to a stop, and I'm speeding up, yeah. so I I just smashed his wheel well in my car and just got all messed up. But I ended up like in the bottom of the. Um, of the passenger seat, like in like a cannonball position. And I, I didn't have a scratch on me. Like I got out of the car. Yeah. I was actually happy when I got out of the car. I was like, yes. You know, I was like yeah. jumping around. And then yeah. I like, I went up to the the guy driving the car and I went to go high five him. And he was just <laughs> like, and he was like, 
frozen, like with his eyes like open, because he he was gonna go off the bridge, yeah. but I hit him and I stopped him, so he was like in shock. Wow. Yeah, you've had some weird shit happen to you throughout your life that has made me think like you're the chosen one, because like <laughs> n- nobody has a car accident like that and doesn't get hurt. And no, you, I didn't get it. Well, like, I did get. Well, I I did. I, I mean, I. I didn't get hurt, but I said I got hurt. That's oh, that's yeah. where I'm leading to because uh, oh yeah, yeah, it was it was a company truck. Yeah, he wasn't supposed to be in the fast lane. Yeah, I didn't get hurt, but I told him that oh, I had a fucked up back oh, from skateboarding. I need a backyotomy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I told him I screwed my back up in the accident, and yeah. I sued the company, and yeah. they gave me a big chunk of money, and that's where I kind of like got real equipment from. Really? Yeah, and that's kind of how I like. What'd you Is get? that messed up? Yeah. <laughs> what, what did you get? Uh, I got, well, I went into Sam Ash and uh, at that time I kind of knew what I wanted then yeah. after doing it for a little bit. I knew I needed like an MPC yeah. and I'm so pissed at the Sam Ash guy at the time because I wanted the MPC and he's trying to upsell this Insonic ASRX Pro, which uh-huh. is like the competitor at the time. It just come out. Right. And, uh. That's the one. I think that's, that's what RZA the, uses, right? Yeah, or well, that's what he used to make thirty six chambers. I think it's an ASR. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. LP uses ASR. Oh, and yeah. A bunch of people use. It. I mean, it's good, but it wasn't as good as. I don't think it's as good as an MPC. I really regret not getting an MPC. At that yeah. Point. So you got the ASX or the ASR? Yeah, I got the ASR, and then um, I after using it a little bit, the sequencer in it was really slow. Like you would make a loop and you try to copy and paste it out to make a full song, and it would take like. 10 minutes you'd have to wait for it to copy and paste yeah so then um i was like well it has midi maybe i can get like an external sequencer so i got this mc303 which was basic basically made for making like electronic music because mm-hmm. it was all synth right but it had a step sequencer which is kind of like fl studio sets you know like where yeah. you click the things. Yeah, yeah 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 so i was like oh that's cool like i liked the, w- the way it was laid out and then i figured out how to control my sr with my mc303 mm. and i could like step sequence out certain things like triggering loops yeah but then i could play my drums over the top of it loose and yeah that kind of brings me to like a theme throughout your life too is like you're kind of a tinkerer like you you really like try to break things down to the to the brass tacks and and, yeah. and like figure out how they can work together and like were you obsessed with machinery as a kid or anything like that no. or like where does that tinkering shit come from I don't know I think it's just from being an artist like mm-hmm. from like when I draw like I, I don't know it's like when I draw something I'll just draw a weird shape and I'll just keep fucking with it until it turns into something that looks cool mm-hmm. and I think it comes from that like mm. it's just me taking something and trying to figure out the most I can do with it. That probably, you know, that could come from skateboarding too. I, I mean, one of the reasons I like it so much, cause it's so simple, but there's so much you can do with it. You know? right. And so it's like, and I always told, even from the beginning, I, I, I knew right away, it wasn't really what gear you had. It was more of like how you used it. Yeah. How you use it. And you can get, I mean, you could take the most simple thing and just get creative with it. Yeah. You know? Because at the time that I met you in fucking, Oh one, yeah, yeah. The first email you sent to me was January thirty first of two thousand and one, I think. Uh, oh no, 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 two thousand three. I'm sorry. Yeah, yeah. Oh three. Yeah, uh, it was two thousand. That's when I moved to California. Yeah, yeah. two thousand three. By the time I got to your house, like you were, you, you had Fruity Loops, and I and I had used Fruity Loops before, and I my Fruity Loops beats sounded like <laughs> fucking Technotronics or something. Yeah. And your Fruity Loop beats sounded like these fucking symphonies of rap music, and I was like, whoa, there's like, it was so crazy. Like you yeah. had figured out how to use it in a way that I had never seen anybody else use it before, and then eventually you went on to like figure out when the MPD twenty four came out. 
how to make it live loop and no one had figured that out before right yeah yeah like how to make it like sample yourself playing and then loop it live. yeah instantly yeah. like no like that was at the, I, had, I figured out six months before it came out yeah at the time that you yeah. at the time that you figured out how to do that the people at mpd or the people yeah, at didn't akai even, didn't even know that they could do that right yeah they were like they didn't even understand what i did they're like wait how did you do that and they yeah, hit yeah. you up right yeah, yeah like how does your brain work that way how did you figure that out well, I, I don't. I saw a video. It was I think it was um, two something. Uh, he's some UK guy, and he he, he had a like um, a, a loop pedal, yeah. and he was like he was building beats by just taking little snippets of old records, and he yeah. was doing it with his loop pedal. Uh-huh. And I just got the idea. Oh man, that would be tight if I could just do that. Like just bang yeah. shit live and yeah. just like just instantly make a beat like i think yeah. that's one of the that's one of the things that drives me crazy about making beats is like like i like like when you make a beat it's different than like if you were to play guitar like mm-hmm. you know you play a guitar and it's just like instant gratification mm-hmm. whereas like making a beat it's just like it's all planning and, and yeah. tinkering and like you know i always had this dream that i could just get up there and play my shit like I like anybody could play a guitar, and I right. obsessed over that for a while. Yeah, and then just with FL Studio and these MIDI controllers, I was like in research, and I figured out a way to hack, like kind of like with different VSTs to be able to just do what I needed to do, and it worked. Yeah, because like, at the time people were, I mean, people were doing that with loop pedals, and now there's all yeah, kinds yeah. of loop programs and yeah, shit yeah, out yeah. that where like people can do it with their phone. But when you were doing that in in like what it was like oh seven, it was like oh six oh seven. Yeah, yeah, like. It was so impressive that you figured out how to do it with an MPD twenty four that YouTube put it on the front page. Yeah, yeah. Like you had a million view video. <laughs> like that's so crazy to me. Yeah. That, uh, yeah. Anyway, yeah, I remember at that time too. You were like, "What are you doing making that YouTube video?" <laughs> oh yeah. Because like, remember, I was obsessing over it for yeah. like a week, and you're like, "Come on." I know. Because we were like, trying to finish I'm the like, album. We have work to do, and he's like, "I gotta finish this video," and I'm like, <laughs> "Videos are stupid." And now I'm like, "Yo, we gotta make videos for everything." Yeah. yeah, yeah. I was. A, I was. Um. I wasn't in on the early adoption of. Well, neither of was YouTube. I. I mean, I just wanted to put it up there. Just. I don't know why. I just figured YouTube would have been the next place to go, you know, yeah. because there was like MySpace at the time. Yeah, no, like, you, you, when we started, you were always really good at that because you were like, oh, yeah, I have this thing called um, SoundClick. And then it was like, oh, I have this thing called MySpace. Like you yeah, talked yeah. me into making a MySpace page. I was like, man, fuck MySpace. <laughs> and then I got a MySpace. And then, yeah, yeah. and then like you had figured out how to make a Facebook fan page way before I did and all that shit. Yeah. Like you're, you're good at finding what's going to be next on the internet, kind of. And then when the YouTube thing came along, I said, man, come on, dog. Like we're out here playing shows and shit. Like YouTube is like for these people who can't get any love in the streets, <laughs> but lo and behold, it worked for you. Yeah, well, for that, yeah. <sighs> I mean, I haven't made a beat video in like over a year. Yeah. So, well, we get busy. I don't know. I lost interest in the whole live looping thing. Like, yeah. I don't yeah. know. After doing it, I was like, man, this is cool, but it's a pain in the ass. Yeah. So now yeah. I'm like, I don't know how I want to do like, right. perform. Yeah. And that's always been the struggle. That's why I don't perform because I don't know how I want to do it. Yeah. I'm. I'm not gonna lie. Like I'm nervous. I want you to play our record release party, and I want you to DJ it. Yeah. And so like I'm nervous about it, but I have faith and like uh, it'll be fun. Because you I'm gotta understand. Sure, but... uh, uh, for those of you out there listening, Mark and I have been working together for what 11, 12. Yeah. Yeah. 11 years ish uh and i've never and he's he never performed really i've never performed yeah he's never he's <laughs> never been on stage other than to like get a shout out yeah, we, yeah like we kind of when we started well 
We'll get back into this. We'll, yeah, yeah, let's yeah, come yeah. back to that. So you're, right. you're at your dad's house uh, and you're making beats, and then you get kicked out of there, and you move. I wasn't in with your making girl. beats there. Oh, you weren't. No, I didn't get. Uh, not until That's I when got you moved out. in with Kelly, or what? Yeah. Okay. Well, so yeah, after I, I got kicked out of there, and I had a girlfriend at the time, and uh, her parents were cool, and I was surprised, but they said I could stay there. Yeah. You know? Yeah, and she was like what majoring in art or something. Yeah, she was an art. Yeah, and she, it, was, it was like us. She was into photography and ceramics. Uh huh. So like, um, at that time she was going to it was this place called Pear. It was like an art school in New mm-hmm. Haven, mm-hmm. and uh, I was just working. Mm-hmm. You know, so I lived there for about six months, and then we moved out and got our own place. Mm-hmm. And then I was with her for a long time. So and you're making beats there. Yeah, I would just use my headphones, uh, you know, in her room, and it was just me tinkering around. Like I yeah. had, like you know, I didn't. What did think, they sound like then? What my beats? Yeah, terrible. Probably. Really, I think my dad has like a bunch of old stuff that I gave him. It'd be pretty cool to hear those. Yeah, yeah. I'll have to ask him. It'd be interesting to put out like an old <laughs> lost tape. Oh, it's terrible. It's really. I, I've bad. always thought about like it, uh, like putting out one of our f- original songs that we put oh, out, like, <laughs> like re putting it out, shit oh, from ten like, years uh, ago. Like yeah. I sound horrible and the beats are still pretty much pretty good yeah uh, they're all right yeah but anyhow so yeah. when does it come around that like okay well we're gonna move to santa barbara oh all right uh well i was with kelly for a while and um we lived together for a while and then she moved closer to school and then i moved to new haven and um which is like a real crappy area of new haven and um at that time that's like where i set up my first like actual studio where yeah. I had like my, everything laid out and yeah. I had like big speakers and at that time I would just obsess and she was pretty supportive at the time because she was an artist you know yeah. she was like yeah you do your thing like that's really good for you you know uh-huh. so she was going to school and I was there and then I'd see her on the weekends uh-huh. but I would just sit in my room after work every day and I just dick around with music and uh-huh. just keep doing it over you know just trying to teach myself and I just got an iMac at the time like the first the colorful iMac. ones, yeah, the yeah. bubbly one, or yeah, yeah. yeah. So what, then I what figured, color did you go with orange or teal? I had the, the teal one. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> My mom still has a teal one in her oh, bedroom. Really? Like, and they're still it. cool. Yeah, they're pretty. They're like vintage cool. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But uh, then I, uh, I started like I was like, wow, computers are pretty tight. Like you know, because I that was like my first computer. I never had a computer, and I was that was like eighteen, nineteen at that time, or twenty. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Anyway. It's all. It's weird how you get older and everything just becomes like a blur about yeah, yeah. how old you were. Yeah. But um, yeah. Uh, so then I started. I was. Rec- I used to record everything to like a tape player, but then I started. I was like, oh, it's got an auxiliary input. So I found some program, and I started actually recording my stuff into the computer. Which uh-huh. I don't know. At some point, it got all got lost. But, yeah. And then I started um, messing around with that a little bit. And my brother had a PC at the time. It, uh, at, at some point everything went sour and I had like, I think I had lost my job and I was between jobs. So I ended up selling all my gear and that was like the worst thing I ever did. And uh-huh. it was like all my stuff, like all my, like the ASR, everything. I sold it all. And I was really bummed out for a while and, um, I wasn't really making anything. And my brother had, uh, found FL studio or well, Fruity Loops. It was called Fruity Loops. Back yeah. Then. It was just like yeah. a joke. It was like Fruity Loops too. Yeah. And he's like, oh, check this out. It's like, you know, it's free. I think at the time it was free. Right. But he gave it to me for free. You could, and I, you could get a demo for free. Yeah, and yeah. I was playing around with that. I was like, oh, this is terrible. And I hated it. Mm-hmm. I, I thought it was the worst. I was like, this sucks. Like, this is corny. Mm-hmm. And then um, 
I don't know. Like I wasn't really making anything. Then one day my brother called me up. He's like, dude, I figured out you can load samples into FL Studio. And I was like, nah. So like he had found that program, SoundForge, mm-hmm. which is like a sampling program. Yeah. And then he showed me that. He's like, yeah, you could sample. My brother basically gave me the tools I needed to do what I did, which mm-hmm. is kind of crazy because he was like 12 at the time. Really? <laughs> yeah. really? Yeah. Whoa. I didn't know that Matt was only 12 at the time. Yeah. Well, he, well, if I was like 19, he would have been like yeah. 13. Like, yeah. 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 Oh, so, shit. That's crazy. Yeah. My brother, I mean, he's been dicking around with all my shit. Like when I had all the Pause. gear, he was always like making beats when it, like he was like 10 years old making beats. Mm-hmm. It's kind of funny. Yeah. But, uh. Yeah, he he figured out that you could load samples in the FL Studio, and then, like, he showed me, and then, like, I was like, holy shit, this just replaced all of the gear that I just got rid of. Mm-hmm. Like, that's basically all I was doing anyway was, like, sampling shit mm-hmm. and then telling, you know, the computer where to trigger the samples or mm-hmm. banging them in, you mm-hmm. know? Like, so I, w- I got obsessed with it right away. I was mm-hmm. just like, oh, this is tight, and then I started making stuff again, and I was making better stuff than I was with, with the hardware. Mm-hmm. So then... um after that, I was sold on software, and everybody would be like, oh, you know, software is not as good as hardware. And I was like, dude, it's all how you use it, you mm-hmm. know. And mm-hmm. then people, they, you know, well, you know, for me, like, people were always surprised that I used FL Studio. Yeah, yeah, definitely, definitely. Yeah. Yeah. So you sell all your gear, and does that help fund your trip to get out to California or what? That's what oh, I'm trying no, to get no. at. Oh, no, 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 no. <laughs> <Dude, laughs> we yeah, got lost more on I have ADD, time. dude. No, it's all good. This could go. We could end up talking about anything. Yeah. But um, my girlfriend at the time got accepted to uh, UCSB. After she graduated at the University of Hartford, she got accepted as a master. Of Hartford or Harvard? Hartford. Hartford. Yeah, University of yeah, Hartford. Yeah. She uh, wanted to get her master's degree in uh, – it was either Florida or California, and she's like, hey, would you be down to move? I'm like, dude, I'll move anywhere as long as we get out of Connecticut because uh-huh. I didn't like it there. You know? Yeah. I just want to be somewhere warm. Uh-huh. Um, so she, we took a trip out to California. We liked it. And then uh, she had gotten accepted at like uh, um, UCSB uh-huh. as, a, as a grad student. And I was like, perfect. I'll go out there and I'll just start. And I knew like at that – like from where I was, it was – it was weird for a white person to be – at that time anyways, yeah. it was weird for a white person to be making – like all my friends, they were all in the death metal and yeah. like, you know, making like hardcore shit and just like real screamy kind of like shit like that. And I was, I was like making hip-hop beats, so they were always giving me shit about it. Right. I was like – but I knew like California, like it people are a little more open – Yeah, more open-minded out here. Like, right. you know, like because that's where like, like hieroglyphics came from, yeah. and, you know, and they were kind of – you know, they were rapping about comics and, you know, all – different things and i knew like the grouch was white and yeah you know I, you know i was like oh you know that's probably a better place for me so i was like yeah right. dude, I, I got a, i got really excited about it uh, and so you end up in california in what oh three yeah it was oh two oh three something like that and then and uh, what do you start doing when you get out here or to santa barbara <sighs> oh it was uh, i lived in a tent for like a, a month <laughs> <laughs> you guys lived in a tent <laughs> yeah actually I remember we came that. out we just i had three hundred dollars when we came out here i left with 300 bucks and then uh I was going to go to school, you know, like, so I started going to city college and I got in financial aid, but I, it, I didn't get the financial aid yet. It was going to be like another month before I got it. Right. So we were basically camping at like Lake Kachuma for like 
for like a whole month. And then she's and then, driving to school and you're staying there? Yeah, we, yeah basically. She Dude, was, would you just bathe in the lake or what? Like, <laughs> no, they had showers there for you. Put a quarter in and take yeah. a shower. Oh, that sounds horrible. <laughs> it was. It was It was bad. But uh, So you guys were eating over campfire every night or what? Yeah, well, it was me. You know, well, you, you, you remember that house. It was a bunch of people. It wasn't just me. So. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. It was like you Eric moved out with and, Eric too, right? Yeah, Eric and. Uh, yeah, Eric is a character. Who else was it? Well, you didn't meet Brian or Carmen or my. Well, did, was my brother there when you when you when nah. you moved in? No, yeah. All, everybody, half the people we came out with just ended up not being able to hack it, and they went. So back. you moved out with a big group of people. Yeah, yeah. And then yeah. Me and my girlfriend and my my best friend Eric stayed. So. Yeah. And then how long was it until you guys found a house to move into? It was about a month. You know, once we all got our financial aid, we all had money, and then um, and that was the Hope Avenue compound. Yeah, and then uh, yeah. Kelly ended up writing you know she like wrote a letter to this lady and the lady liked her and basically we ended up landing that place so how many people moved in there initially uh, it was uh well at that time it was just me eric my girlfriend obviously and then um my brother my brother moved out at that time oh matt was out here at that time yeah he initially came out but um well he must have only been had, how old was he 17 18 he just graduated high school oh. so he was like 18 yeah i think huh. but he was at that time he was like retarded you know well he's married to her now but yeah. he was like retarded over kara yeah and she went to school in like florida so oh. so he came out but he was all heartbroken he ended up going back yeah. for a while yeah and then uh you know i just stayed and then I think shortly after that, I met you. And, right. But yeah. you had already started like working on well, – you were like working with rappers by the time I met you. Oh, yeah. Because yeah. <laughs> I met Larry. Yeah. I remember? <laughs> yeah, Larry. So, uh, yeah, that, that was how it kind of started. It was like I, I, I was already making beats and stuff and um, I was on the – you know that there's like a bus that goes up State Street. It's yeah. like a buck and you pay it and it just it's drives. It's like a trolley kind of. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And I was, I, was dry, I was on that thing for whatever reason. I look over and I see this kid rapping on the side of the road and I was like, oh, shit. And I just should go. So I hopped off real quick and I ran up to him and I was listening. He was all right. You know, yeah. you know Larry could freestyle yeah. pretty terribly. <laughs> But at the time, I didn't. I didn't know any rappers. You know, I didn't. I Had never. Worked I never any? worked with any rappers before yeah. that. And yeah. then, uh, so I was like excited. Uh-huh. You know, I was like, "Hey, like I make beats," and you know, Larry's like crazy. So yeah, he's like, "Let's go to your house." You know, yeah. so we go to my house, and he's like blown away. Like yeah. you know, like he was just like, "Oh my god!" Like so, like that's how I started working with him. And then Larry knew a bunch of people. So yeah, because Larry was like a local Santa Barbara. Yeah, he was from here, so yeah. like, he knew like Elliot. Remember, yeah, El- yeah Elliot and all the dirty rap people yeah and, and at that time like santa barbara had that whole battle thing so like no can was no nah, that up was here. way before uh, you're go- you're going way ahead of time now. oh yeah, so yeah, 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 larry, yeah 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 that was like late years I'll, later yeah so what i know is that you're working with larry and then one day i get an email yeah larry gave me your cd yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. So, yeah, what was it when you found the CD? What happened? I've never heard that side of the story. Oh, Larry came over. Uh, came over. He's like, dude, you got to hear this. And he's like, and then like he had found it at Morning Glory. That, yeah, because I was going around leaving free CDs in all of the record stores. Yeah, yeah, and, yeah. I, and I knew all the guys that worked at the record stores because I was one of those kids that went in every Tuesday and bought all the new rap shit. Yeah, that's what I did. And too. so I would. I knew all the guys who like were the rap buyers. Uh, yeah, yeah, the, yeah, the rap reps, I guess, at the music stores. And so I would be like, oh, you know, Hanabu, like, yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. or Manabu, M- M- Manabu yeah, yeah, Manabu. I was like, Manabu, like, this is like a demo that I got or like a new EP that I made or whatever. I was calling it an album at the time probably. And it was with my homie Graham. Yeah. yeah. And I was like, uh, 
If anybody comes in and buys any like alternative rap, like give them this for free. Yeah, yeah. And yeah. he was like, "All right, cool." Well, Larry must have did that because yeah. he he came over to my house all excited and he's like, "Dude, you got to hear this." And I listened to it and I hated it. Yeah, <laughs> I hated yeah, it. yeah. I didn't like it. Like I, I didn't like your voice, honestly. Yeah, because no, you had that weird too. voice. Yeah. And then like it sat in my car for a while. Yeah. And then one day I was out getting jack in a box or something yeah, yeah. and something happened i randomly threw it in i was like damn the lyrics are actually really tight right and his rhyme patterns are good and then i was like you know what fuck it i'm gonna hit this guy up like, yeah and then i uh, i think it had your email on it or something it did have yeah. my email it was an old hotmail address that doesn't exist anymore yeah, yeah uh and it was like it was an email and i got it it was probably two weeks after i had put that thing in the store or something i think and it was like hey what's up? Like we're trying to start a fucking hip hop scene in Santa Barbara. And like we, <laughs> we make raps and, and beats yeah. and like da, 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 da. And it's, and I think it was from Larry though. Oh yeah. I yeah. think maybe it was from Larry. Oh, uh, Larry something. Oh no, no, actually it was from you, but it was, and, and it was like, it was like, yo, you can call me. And I was like, I was like, Oh shit tight. And I'm thinking like, Oh, this is like some established beat maker hitting me up. <laughs> I'm like so excited. And so like, uh, and then you had your phone number on there and I called and I remember like, calling a bunch of times and you never answered and then finally you answered and i, was I think like, it might have been a landline it was a landline <laughs> it, was. it was a landline for sure it was yeah. the little phone on the fucking entryway oh, that's or in the right. kitchen was in a, hope yeah. avenue that was like the last landline i've ever had yeah and so i'm calling and calling and then and then uh you finally answered and i was like oh i could tell that you were older than me and then i could also t like i was like oh man he like sounds very like you were very kind of aloof like but i i, I read it as like <laughs> Oh, he's not that interested in working with me. Like, like you were playing it mad cool. I thought so. I was very intimidated. And, oh, that's funny. Yeah, and uh, I remember I was, the, that's just me being a weirdo. The, probably. Yeah, for sure. Now looking back, I know that's exactly what it was. But at the time, I was like, "Oh, this guy's mad cool." And so uh, you're like, "Yeah, you, you know, you come in and check out some beats." He's like, "Wait, but uh, you're the guy with like the higher voice, right?" And I was oh, like, yeah, yeah, "Yeah, I remember saying yeah. that." <laughs> I was like, "Yeah," but I wanted it to be the guy with the higher yeah, voice. Yeah, so yeah, I was, yeah. he's like, oh, and you're like, "Oh, thank God." And so, yeah, because yeah. uh, yeah, um, I didn't like Graham's, I didn't like his, his, I didn't like his voice or his lyrics, his patterns. Yeah. Sorry, Graham, if you're listening. I'm sorry, Graham. Shout out. Yeah. Uh, but his beats were all right. No, yeah, yeah, he was all right. Shout out to Graham. That's how I got into recording rap. So thank yeah. you very much. So then I went over to your house and you yeah. played me some beats. What was that like for you? Do you remember? For me, it was a pivotal moment. I remember. Yeah, I remember. Yeah. <laughs> this is a very pivotal moment. I remember you were like blown away by it. Like you were like instantly like, oh shit. Like I said, well, I was like, oh my God, I'd never heard uh, beats like that that didn't have raps over them yet. Oh, really? You know what I mean? I, yeah, yeah, I hadn't yeah, yeah, heard. Yeah. I was like, these sound like. Like real beats. I was like, these are like real beats. Yeah, I think I remember you said that. Because like <laughs> up, up to that point, like we were rapping over shit that we had made in like Acid Pro and they, yeah, like, yeah, they were like. Or downloaded. They're like free loops and shit, yeah, 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 you know? Yeah. And then I was like, whoa. And I said, yo, man. Like the first time I was like, yo, I'll take these two beats and I'll fucking write to them. Like right now I'll have a song by the end of the week and we can record and blah, 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 and blah. And you blah. did, yeah. Yeah, and I did. But also that first day I said, yo, man, I'm like really trying to do this shit. Like I'm not fucking around with rap. Like I really <laughs> love this. And I was like, if we make an album together, we'll get famous. Yeah, you did, you did say that. And you went like this. You said, really? <laughs> Which is something to this day you still say what I'll say. I'll be like, yo, I think we should do this, that, and the other. And you'll go, really? Really? <laughs> but yeah. But like I said, yeah, man, we're going to get famous. And you said, really? You said, really? And I was like, yeah, I promise. And here we are, <laughs> fucking 11 years later, still trying. <laughs> fucking but... fat, hairy asses. <laughs>
<laughs> we were so young and sprite when we met each other. I'm still young and sprite. I yeah. feel the same. I'm just you do. You, I'm a little. You haven't aged much, which is very strange. Yeah, is that bad? No, it's good. No, I'm saying like you don't look much older than, yeah. than when we met. Uh, what as as I've like gained fucking forty pounds since we yeah. met, probably. But anyways, so yeah, I don't know. Then what happens? Well, I don't know. I want to hear. I want to hear our story from your perspective. I don't know. Like. uh I was really hyped on everything. Yeah. Like, cause I, like, I liked, like, Larry was fun. You know, I learned how, Larry's like the guy that I learned to record vocals with, yeah. you know, and I, I still didn't know how to record vocals even when we started. Right, right. But that was like where I was like, oh, I actually like that end of it too. You know, not just making the beats. Like, I was obsessive enough to like want to control all of that, you know, right, like, right. you know, the recording and the mixing and, so I, f- I also found that interesting. You yeah. Know? So like, but Larry hadn't, you know, Larry was all over the place. And he, mm-hmm. at that time, I don't know what he's doing now, but I mean, you know, he didn't know what bars were and he didn't know, you know, he didn't know. Whereas you did, you knew how long you had to write for and you knew where to put your rhymes. You yeah. know, you, your, your writing has always been really solid, you know, and like instantly and your, your, um, your motivation you know you're really motivated and organized whereas <laughs> which is funny because like i don't feel uh, motivated or organized enough well at that time compare I mean, relatively to other people yeah, sure yeah yeah. yeah yeah well i don't know you know me i get lost in things yeah. like i'll start something and you're you're always like no dude you, stay focused stay focused yeah, and yeah. like you that's always i think a lot of the reason i think We'd probably be still working on the first album yeah. if it was up to me right, right. <laughs> I'm, just, I'm really bad with that yeah know? so like I mean, from my perspective, like, I mean, that time was crazy, though, like when we did the first album. Well, yeah, I moved in. Yeah, yeah, you ended up moving in. I was, like, very serious about getting shit done with you and and working, and I really was, I really believed in in your sound, and I thought that, like, it was exact, like, I looked at it as this strange fate thing, because here, both of us were, we moved from opposite sides of the country you're on the farthest east coast point and i'm on the literal farthest west coast point yeah and we both end up in this tiny town in california that only has a hundred thousand people in it yeah which is not a big city by any means yeah and then the fucking winds of fate put a a shitty fucking demo cd of mine in your hands Yeah, yeah and you liked it and then i get to your house and i hear the beats and i'm like this is exactly what i've heard in my head like this is yeah, the, yeah, yeah, this yeah. is the shit i've been waiting for yeah, yeah. And, and you know what i mean and i and i wasn't even ready for them at the time i don't think but it's like we were able to like learn together yeah because yeah. i didn't really know how to record I, I had been recording but i didn't know how to like really record and get something done and and you know, we've had to learn everything together, even even as far as like file structuring and yeah, like yeah, naming exactly. conventions, so things don't Not get fucked up. <laughs> Dude, you know, like that's the thing is like we started working together in '03, and our album didn't come out. Our first album didn't come out till '07, but half of that is because like we did, redid everything. Like, we redid everything twice, and we fucking lost everything twice. Probably, yeah, like, yeah. We fucking we, there lost. Was a lost we lost up. so many fucking beats and files that yeah. we had to like remake. You yeah, know what yeah. I'm saying? Because like our but that was, that probably was good that we lost it. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, looking back, I yeah, mean, I think it came out better the second. The, first album is actually sounds pretty good yeah well look, sonically looking yeah, back, it, and the funny thing is, is i got my tonsils taken out yeah, yeah three months after the album came out and i'm like i should have just been patient and fucking re-record like waited to put that out and re-recorded yeah, yeah, everything yeah. after but yeah. you know oh well you live yeah. and learn I don't uh, ever want to hear those songs again. Yeah, me neither. I can't. I can't. I can't listen. Like, I'm I, proud of them, but I, I I never want to hear them again. They make yeah. me when I listen. Like I've um 
I don't know how to explain it. Like I get like a pukey feeling in my stomach, <laughs> like hearing my Uneasy, voice, yeah. not like hearing my voice on that, like makes my, th- my throat clench up or something. It's very strange. But anyway, so yeah, we start, yeah. Re- we start recording together and, and well, and then I end up moving in. Yeah. 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 And how I was I, I, as a, I, I, how, was I as how did a you end up? Why did you end up moving in? I don't even remember why that happened. Who, oh, who lived in oh, that? I remember. Okay. So our, fir- we had our first show together. Uh, remember? Yeah, but like I don't even remember. Like, remember you lived in that little garage? It was like the garage studio. Yeah, that they... I love that fucking garage. But I... what happened? I don't even like that. Why okay. did that open up? I don't even. Right, who was so in there like, before that? I no, don't even okay, remember. So nobody was in there. It was just an empty room uh, oh, that, right, that yeah. they were keeping for like the brother of, oh, the, yeah, of the lady right, who yeah, owned yeah. the spot. So what happened was I was living in a cottage up on APS in Santa Barbara, and I had a roommate at the time who moved in. Who was like he was the homie. It basically went like this. I moved in with a chick when I first moved to Santa Barbara. Moved in with a girl that I'd never met before. I fucked her on the first night, which was a terrible mistake. Yeah, it turned. I, I won't. I won't. Name, I won't name drop. I yeah. remember who that is. Yeah, yeah. So uh, she that became drama. She eventually she was like fucking half the city, and then like she moved out, and uh, my friend who was like a weed smoking dude, who was my weed smoking friend, moved in, and then. He was like so into weed that it made me start getting out of oh, weed. Oh, I, I remember that guy. Yeah, yeah, and, yeah, yeah, and then yeah. I and then that made me like kind of like I was like this guy's so into weed that I don't even really like weed anymore. And then I thought that yeah. he was so fucking stupid, and it, and it just made me realize like I was hanging out with this dude strictly because of weed smoking. And I was like, fuck this. Yeah. And um, part of our story is yeah. After you got that demo and I met with you, before that, I was dropping that demo off to every venue in Santa Barbara, too. Every single one. Velvet Jones, the Coach House, like yeah, whatever, yeah. everywhere. And, and with a note attached that just said, look, I'm new to the city. I rap. I want to throw a rap show. I will fucking figure out how to organize it, and I will get people to come. If you're interested, please call me. Yeah. Uh, you know, and this is shit that people didn't used to. I feel like people don't know about that kind of like legwork now because it's all these no. emails and <laughs> yeah, internet. Yeah. You know, everything's like, on the internet. Yeah, and so at the time I was literally like walking. I remember places. like walking around and like actually trying to get people to buy CDs off. Right, of me. You're like hey, buy this and then, yeah. like with headphones in here, check yeah. it out. And yeah, like, like yeah. used to do that shit. Exactly. <laughs> I would never do that now. Yeah. And so now, and so it was like uh, two weeks after I met you a person from the coach house called the landline. I think yeah, they yeah. called or no, might've called my landline and was like, Hey, is William, is, is that yeah, Willie, William or something from yeah, the coach yeah, house. Yeah. And he yeah, was yeah, like, yeah, Hey, yeah. Uh, I got your CD. He was like a weird, strange dude who had, a, he had dreadlocks, but like the, he was bald on top, but he always wore a hat. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then one time his hat <laughs> fell off in a yeah. fight and he just had a ring of dreadlocks like George Costanza. Yeah. I always thought he had, yeah, he had yeah. crazy dreads. Yeah. So anyhow, uh, that guy hits me up and was like, do you guys, Hey, uh, got your CD thing. Like you guys want to throw a show? And I'm like, yeah, fuck yeah and that was another thing where i was like whoa the fucking fate i met mark i met this guy <laughs> and like now i've been trying to throw this show and now like I that met him show and, was pretty packed and too. now we're getting to play it yeah like, like looking back i don't know why all those people went to that show like no me neither like it was packed like it was the coach a, house was a 300 cap and we sold it out yeah that was crazy yeah like how did we do that that didn't make any sense well we took it very seriously it, yeah. we really thought like i remember you were graphic designing yeah yeah you made a flyer yeah using all it was probably shitty it was generic fucking it was all like graffiti <laughs> fonts yeah yeah, yeah, but yeah, like yeah. computer graffiti fonts. Yeah. We thought they were awesome. We yeah. booked some other was... dudes that like we knew like were locals. Yeah, yeah. And Larry <laughs> and me and Graham. I actually played the beats that night too. Yeah. I was up on that was like the last time I was on stage. And you rapped. <laughs> you rapped a verse. No, I yeah, I did. Don't you ever don't ever verse. bring that up. You said I got an iPod. I, I said you said no. I got an iMac and a and a 
and a cross or something. What did you say? No, 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 no. Uh, anyways, you used to rap sometimes. I was actually yeah. worried. I thought you were a good rapper and that you were going to like just start using your own beats to rap on. Oh, you thought I was a good rapper? Yeah, I was like, damn, dude, Mark's like pretty tight because you had a better voice than me. <laughs> yeah. And so I was like, he's going to fucking. No, I knew my plays right away. Right away, I knew my plays. When I first time I heard my own voice, I was like, oh, I'm not rapping. I actually was, I was like, damn, he's pretty good. And I really got, I was like, I need to step up because if I don't do good, this fool is just going to use his own beats to rap. Oh, That's what uh, I was thinking. I knew, I always knew that though. Like, I always feel like, like rappers that produce, I don't know. It's like kind of spreading yourself too thin yeah. a lot of times. Yeah. Like I love Kanye until you started rapping. I'm just not a big Kanye fan. I don't know. I mean, he's got dope shit, but yeah. I don't know. I'm a fan. I fuck yeah. with Kanye. Yeah, I like Kanye. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, we don't need to go into that. Yeah, I won't go into po- that. Po- point being is that uh, we threw this show and it yeah. went swimmingly and we made a bunch of money. And I remember that was one of the last nights I ever spent in my cottage because I took some girl home from that show. And uh, But beforehand, I drove her over to the Hope Avenue Comp where we had been recording and you guys were living yeah, and yeah. i dropped off a bunch of money to you and you it was like probably 200 bucks or something yeah, I remember and, that. And, and we were like you're like whoa what we made mo- we made this money i was like dude i had fucking like 800 bucks in my pocket man it was crazy <laughs> and uh yeah and then a few weeks after that i was like trying to move out and i was like and you were like well you could like move into the garage uh like and i was like fuck yeah and so there was yeah, like yeah, this converted yeah. garage that was yeah, like a studio was, like, apartment. ready to go yeah. a studio apartment basically and i moved a bed in pretty much a private entrance because yeah. you had a sliding glass yeah, door private entry i was down that was yeah. like probably my favorite place that i lived in santa barbara yeah and then we started recording even more yeah i would wake you up sometimes in the middle of the night like you, you would, get pissed at me for making beats at night you'd be like turn it down oh, i'm like yeah. fuck you i'm making your beats oh i know <laughs> I, actually, we we weren't good as roommates because because yeah, yeah. you're too bossy. I am very bossy. I'm a terrible roommate, <laughs> yeah. uh, and that's why I live alone, and that's yeah. why I will die alone. <laughs> but nah, yeah, you used to make beats, and I'd be like, I'm trying to sleep. I have school in the morning. <laughs> and I'd be like, put on headphones. I can't make beats in headphones. <laughs> Fuck. <laughs> Fuck. But um, uh, wait, what was I gonna say? Oh, but I would wake you up sometimes. I remember one night, like yeah, yeah. when I came up with the song, uh, the idea for outside. Oh yeah, I like, yeah. woke you up. I was like, dude, I got it. I know what I'm gonna do with that outside beat. And you're yeah, like, yeah. Uh, a cool man. Can you tell me in the morning? And I'm like, <laughs> yeah, fine. Yeah, I guess you woke me up too. Much. Yeah, but no, you, yeah, the beats were definitely something that I couldn't handle. Uh, and then it got all bad because the the guy the. <laughs> The owner's brother wanted to move back in, so I yeah, got booted like, out of the how garage. Weird was that? I got booted out of the garage, uh, a converted garage studio apartment, into like the tiniest room in the house. Yeah, yeah. And had to move all my shit into there, and fucking. I was he, surprised he stayed there. He actually. was a dick, and didn't he like try to stab somebody or something? Like, no, he cut himself on a knife and this. Well, first of all, he moved in. And he wouldn't even talk to anybody. He would like yeah. literally ignore all of us. Yeah. And then one day, uh, the one time he did talk. He was in the kitchen trying to do dishes, and he cut himself on a knife, and he, like, freaked out on me and my girlfriend. Yeah. And he came running in there all bloody, and he's like, you guys are fucking slobs. And I pegged him in the face with my keys. Whoa. Yeah, yeah. I didn't know that. Yeah, it was funny. Huh. And then uh, that was, like, the next day we woke up, and there was a letter to all of us that yeah. we had to get out. Yeah, we had to yeah. fucking bone squawk. And so at that point, were you and Kelly already on the outs, or what happened? Yeah, pretty much. Yeah, I, yeah, yeah. Because we broke up right when we moved out of there. Yeah, so that was it. Then so then me and you and Eric got a place. Do you want to you want to talk about what happened with that? I don't no. know. <laughs> yeah, okay, we won't. 
So uh, that was a cool place, though. I like the pool in the backyard. Oh yeah. Okay. Yeah. So we moved into a place after that. We we remained roommates for another yeah. couple of years. I got, the, re- I got really good at cleaning the pool. The, fir- <laughs> the first place that we moved was on Portofino. Yeah, yeah. And I had the master, and you and Eric each had a room, and uh, we had a pool in the backyard with a sliding door, and we still had that cat Chubbs. Yeah, Chubbs. <laughs> Chubbs was a cat. That was Chubbs was the most awesome cat. Yeah, R.I.P. Awesome. Chubbs. Uh, we don't know where. I, he I went. don't think he's dead. He's what, what do you think he's doing? Like he's, uh, I think I think somebody took him. You think he's running? He a was a, he was too good a cat. I think somebody took him. He was a very good cat. But I think yeah. maybe the coyotes got him because he was such a G. Well, he went out in the rain. And he never came back. Yeah, but uh, he had six. He had six toes on every on every paw. Yeah. yeah. Uh, anyways, we're yeah, rambling. Yeah. So, but yeah, we used to get skunks in that house inside yeah, the house. Yeah. 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 Uh, I chased them all. Yeah. Anyways, family family of skunks in the kitchen. Yeah, that was crazy. That was horrible. And raccoons sometimes, too. Yeah. And so we had to, like, eventually rig a system to where we used all your record crates to stack up a stairway yeah. so that Chubbs could get in and out of the, the door, leaving it open. But the s- raccoons and squirrels yeah, could not. Yeah, they, they couldn't climb from climb. the other side. Yeah. yeah, yeah. It was very impressive. That was the first time we made a vocal booth, like a real vocal booth. Oh, yeah. Yeah. So that's like one oh, yeah, of vocals. We had clo- then we redid all the vocals. Oh, yeah. We had a closet. That was the last time we redid all the vocals. Yeah, yeah. We then, had then a closet. We had, like, that, vocals, yeah, we had a closet that we put the mic in and then we... Um, Sound, acoustic foam. We foamed it and then we had the cords running out so that I could go in the actual closet and shut the door. And yeah, so we yeah. recorded all the vocals for Stories About Nothing one last time in there yeah, yeah. before we put it out. That's right. So that house was kind of important. Yeah, I forgot about that. And then eventually... Eric stopped paying rent there. Yeah, yeah. He was over it. And fucking... Threw his fucking box spring down the stairs. Threw his mattress down the stairs and <laughs> put bitch. a hole through the wall. That was terrible. And uh, and we moved. And you and I found us a place for $1,200 a month, a two-bedroom apartment. Yeah, for 12, that, so that was six, the worst place I've ever lived in insane. my life. 600, <laughs> abo- 600 bucks each. It was in Isla Vista, and it was Isla Vista is a is a college neighborhood in Santa Barbara. And you didn't even really live there. I lived there. You would be home like once a week. I was I was getting really sick of your shit at that point. To be honest, like <laughs> I couldn't tolerate it anymore. I was like, this place is a mess. The fuck. There was like that place is terrible. Vic moved in downstairs. That's not why you did. And I wasn't down with that. I was like, I don't want Vic living here, dude. You weren't around ever though. I know. That's yeah. why I made sure that I wasn't in that house because I I, yeah. started, I basically started living with my girlfriend at the time. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and I was like paying, but I was paying rent. But I hated that place so much because the day that we moved in that place, yeah, you got robbed. Of we got room. robbed the day that we moved I in, that. and uh, yeah, you yeah. got your whole portfolio taken. Yeah, my port, all my portfolios for I all just graduated CDs. from college. All my CDs, all my portfolios, all my DVDs, they all got stolen, and uh, I felt like I, my photo I bet shit. You, I bet you the the kid that did it is on the cover of Stories About Nothing. He is. He is. Yeah, <laughs> I, the kid he, that, I know he did it. No, yeah. There's a, the kid that's on Stories About Nothing flexing his muscles. That's the little kid. That was our little neighbor Roy, and he's definitely the kid that like came in and jacked our shit. He totally did. And I've never really. I feel like my photo shit never really bounced back after that. What do you mean? Like I, I was really into photography still at that point, and I was like, oh, I got this portfolios, and I have all these images, and everything that I had done in school was all on a couple DVDs. I didn't have hard oh, drives uh, yet, no and they all got stolen. And I was like, man, fuck, I don't want to build a portfolio again um, Damn. but i didn't know that fucked you up that bad i figured you had it all in fun no i didn't I, I, all my every photo that i ever took in school i don't have any of them oh shit yeah like not even like jpegs or anything oh, they man. were all i had them backed up on like four different dvds but the, all the dvds were in the same place and so but anyways that sucked <laughs> and then that place had roaches oh the roaches were terrible yeah i used to do a test when i lived there i would just stare in one place 
and I would start counting until I could see something move out of the corner of my eye. Mm-hmm. It was fucking terrible. There. How did we record there? Because uh, I, I had were... another closet, but it wasn't as good. Oh yeah, because but we yeah. were still we were still recording there yeah. for stories about nothing. And then eventually, I fucking moved to L.A. and you stayed up there. What yeah, you, yeah. What's your life like now? Oh, it's good. I mean, I live uh, with a, another house situation where I kind of have like a my own separate mm-hmm. area. It's kind of like a studio apartment. Yeah, you live in like a compound right now, huh? Yeah. Yeah. How do you feel about the new record? I like it. Like, yeah. I've, I've actually been listening to it a lot, just front to back. Yeah. Just over-examining, like... You know me, like that's what I. I mean, I've probably heard all of your songs ten times the amount of times that you've listened to them. Really? <laughs> I mean, just making them and like, I probably know your verses better than you do. <laughs> yeah, I wouldn't. I wouldn't doubt that at all because I forget them all the time. Like, yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. Well, so you're happy with it? I'm happy with it. I, I, I first I kind of thought I slacked off a little bit, but yeah. I think you know, I think I'm just getting better at just keeping it brief like, yeah. you know what i mean like the, if you compare the first album to the new album it's That's like crazy i would just go off you know and try to make everything super you know you you know what i'm talking about yeah. like i would just i don't know i just you keep, would keep building and building and building yeah and building. yeah 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 and i've just learned like these are rap songs yeah you know what i mean yeah but i'm glad i know how to do that if i wanted to do it you right. know what i mean so yeah. I mean I feel like because well, the, that's the thing pretty... is that with I think with samples so there's something about you like where with samples you have perfect pitch. What do you mean? Meaning that you can hear one thing that I've never seen anybody else do that I've worked with is you can hear a song that is in a completely different tempo, different genre, different whatever, and go, oh, that's in tune with that other song that I'm making a beat with right now. And you can take that little part and then you'll pitch – and like it, it's not even in – In pitch. Ring. It's not in the right pitch or whatever and then you'll pitch it down and it works. You know what I mean? <laughs> like you know what I'm saying? Like yeah, you're like, oh yeah. yeah, those are in tune together. And so, and so like you're the type of person where if you wanted to, you could put like – 20 fucking layers of samples on top of each other yeah, that yeah. were all technically fit together yeah i don't know it's so just like a weird it. thing that i can do i don't know why i can do it it's just i can do it i don't know yeah because i know a lot of people they'll make beats and they'll just chop up the same part of one song or like yeah, they'll yeah, chop they'll up different parts of one, one song. song yeah but like i've i've seen beats that you've made where there's like seven different songs yeah all, all different parts of them yeah it's very crazy to me yeah anyways it's fun i don't know i don't know like it's weird when that happens mm-hmm. i almost feel like it's like um like it was meant to be mm-hmm. like you know what i mean so like when if something really works like mm-hmm. if i take something from one place and something from from another place mm-hmm. and they work really well i'm like all right i'm on the right track mm-hmm. whereas like if i just start freaking one sample from one song there's no magic there and mm-hmm. i think that's why i obsess over it because like when when I get something from two di- different places that aren't supposed to fit, and I get them to fit, I'm like, all right, that's where what what where I get this energy from. I'm like, wow, this this fits, and I have to keep building off of it. And I think maybe, I think, my I think best- maybe that's why we've continued to build because we're two things from different places that shouldn't fit <laughs> that do. Yeah, yeah, you gave me the yeah. perfect segue to end the end oh that yeah right there all right. yeah yeah because we've already gone over an hour, but yeah, dude, that was over an oh it goes fast, right? Yeah, yeah. you were so worried. How- yeah, yeah. yeah. All right, well. I did most of the talk. I did a lot of the talking in the second half. Oh, no, that's fine. Yeah. yeah. But yeah, no, it's, that's interesting that you talk about samples that way, about finding two things that fit from different places, because that definitely summarizes our story. Uh, with that being said, yeah, where can the people find you online? Uh, 
just my name, Equilibrium. Not Equilibrium. We should talk about that. Oh, we should. Your name. Everybody always says your name wrong. Everyone yeah. always says Equilibrium. It's yeah. not a typo. His name's Equilibrium. And, and it's the word Cerebrum and equal and Equilibrium mixed together. Oh, I didn't even know that. No, I kind of just made that up. <laughs> <laughs> Equal, equilibrium, E Q U. It's equilibrium and cerebrum mixed together, and I fucking hate that name. So I much. hate intuition too, but at this I point, I'm it. like, you know what? Backpack names it. are going to come back in style, and yeah, so like, we're ahead of the curve because we're already on that future retro shit. Yeah. But yeah, we have some backpacker ass. Names. I'm just going to like change my name to my real name, so you can find him, Mr. Mark Pollock, yeah. at equilibrium dot. On Twitter, right? Yeah, on Twitter or on Bandcamp. Bandcamp is equilibrium.bandcamp.com. Yeah, iTunes. He's got shit on iTunes. You can find some of his solo works. You can find us together. We have an album that, if you're hearing this, just came out yesterday. Yeah. Uh, April 29th. Today is the 30th, in theory, uh, as we're recording this. And... Uh, yeah, go buy it on iTunes. Search for equal or intuition and equilibrium on iTunes and buy the album today. Now that you're listening, that's the point of this podcast. We're recording it uh, right now so that it'll come out in the future. All right, I was a little you confused. were looking very <laughs> you were looking very confused. You're like the album's not out yet. Uh, no, I was like, what day is it? It's, not, it's definitely not the thirtieth, but it's going to come yeah, out on yeah. the thirtieth. No, I know, I know. Um, I'm, just, I'm just kidding. Are you? <laughs> yeah. I'm okay. <laughs> but yeah, man. I, I don't know you, why I always do that. I always pretend like I don't get something. <laughs> I just just to fuck with people. I do that a lot. You know, I want to thank you, Mark, for all your hard work. I know, like sometimes you don't feel like you get your just due, and I probably feel the same way. Like you don't get your just due, and I, and like you know, all of you guys out there should know that like without this dude sitting across from me that I just had a conversation with, none of the music that you guys have heard would exist. And he puts so much work into it and so many sleepless nights and he's always on call and i know that i'm like probably a terrible person to work with and i apologize for that i'm very <laughs> no, i'm just used to it i'm, I'm very like, demanding that's yeah that's I, the, you got a good heart you got a good heart that's the thing is that you know yeah, yeah, our, yeah. our personalities click in in working together because like i'm very over aggressive and you're yeah. like very mellow very, you're very mellow and you know how to deal with it and you don't yeah, get yeah. offended by shit uh because i'm somebody that can be very offensive i'm sure but <laughs> this guy you know he's for the last 10 years like you know he's somebody that's always been on call and when we want to get something done he does and he always performs under pressure and um you know yeah. I love you like a brother and I'm so glad that we yeah. get to work together and I'm glad that we've stuck with it because we've seen a lot of people come and go and um and we're still trying so and that's all that matters yeah so, so thanks man yeah for sure yeah. I want to keep going I don't yeah. know if you if no you we can. are going to keep going alright we'll, we'll keep going don't worry hell uh, yes yeah so yeah man that was uh well thanks Lee thanks Mark <laughs> that was equilibrium that was very uh, cheesy rant I'm sorry um no no my name is Lee some of you guys might know me as intuition and you can follow me on Twitter at it's intuition you can follow my man behind the boards making the shit sound buttery at I am database base with two s's oh yeah his name's oh, Ben Shim I forgot to say me. that's database that's oh, database now oh, okay you know. no. ah, now it clicks ah you follow him <laughs> back you fuck I did follow him no. I don't follow him oh shit <laughs> I gotta go check that now. follow us as a unit at that's kind kind of neat where you will see uh not too many tweets but uh, you'll get updated on every episode that comes out facebook.com slash kind of neat uh which at this point i think is probably broken a thousand likes so thank you so much for following us on facebook uh youtube.com slash that's kind of neat where you're going to see mark and i attempt to perform a song called the weight is gone or it's called weight is gone uh which is one of the last songs that we recorded for the album that ended up becoming the intro that always uh, happens yeah the last songs always become the first song 
songs on the record, it seems like. Kind of summarized it. So uh, we're going to perform that today. And uh, make sure to download the podcast app uh, on your iPhone and subscribe to Kind of Neat and listen on your phone and leave a five-star rating and comment. Jesus, <sighs> you have to remember that? Every, do that every time? I do that every time, dude. <laughs> marketing, bro. It's marketing. But... Yeah, I, you know, hopefully you guys enjoyed this podcast. I'm sure that it was like kind of just a lot of uh, two bros rambling about shit yeah, that they've yeah. done, uh, but it was fun for us. So fuck you. Uh, but thank yeah. you guys for tuning in. Thank you. That was Mark. I am Lee, and uh, that was kind of neat. Yeah.